Harivar. We shall chant from verse number 42. Shamo Damasta Pashocham Shantirajavamevacha Jnanam Vidyanam Astikyam Brahma Karma Swabhavajam Shauryam Tejodhritir Daksham Yudhe Chapya Palayanam Dhanam Ishwara Bhavascha Kshatra Karma Swabhavajam Krishi Gaurakshavani Jam Vaishya Karma Swabhavajam Paricharyatma Kam Karma Shudrasyapi Swabhavajam Sveswe Karmanya Bhiratha Samsiddhim Labhate Naraha Svakarmanirata Siddhim Yathavindati Tachrano So Bhagwan says that there are these four class of uh, people, Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya and Shudra, based on the three gunas. So they are just a scientific classification of uh, human based on the gunas. And the gunas express in a particular mode or particular uh, way in each, uh, what you call, in the mind in the intellect, in the in the senses, in the body, it expresses. So each person is just uh, expressing the gunas which are which are there and they behave in the same way. We can modify a little bit and that itself is our uh, sadhana to to understand what gunas we have and then utilize it intelligently to attain the supreme goal. So Bhagwan says that those who are uh, more sattvic, uh, they are brahmanas, and their karma is shama, dhamma, tapa, shaucham, jnana, vidyana, and all. That is the karma. These are all subtle actions. They are at the level of the mind and intellect itself. Nothing to do with the uh, outer action. But outer action is also expression of their inner personality and inner being. So this uh, is uh, Brahmana Karma, then Shaurya, Teja, Dhriti, Daksha, Yuddhecha, Api, Apalayanam, Danam, Ishwara Bhav. These are all the karmas of a Kshatriya, which is because of the presence of Rajogon also. So Sattva is there 
and the presence of rajogun makes that sattva gun more expressive otherwise sattva gun expresses in a silent way but uh, because of the rajogun it expresses in a different way altogether and uh, but when there is uh, rajogun in large number or uh, proportion and uh, sattva gun is uh, little less then uh, the person expresses uh, as a vaishya and it comes up as a, a creativity productivity and also protecting the wealth and vyavahar and shudra when the tamogun is more then it expresses as a desire for seva so paricharyatmakam karma shudrasya api swabhavajam so as i said all these four varnas are there in each one of us we may not have a pure one varna therefore all these four types of uh, karma has to be performed in in proper proportion by all so we should uh, we should uh, proactively cultivate qualities of a brahmana kshama dama also have this uh, nature of a kshatriya vaishya and shudra to and in a positive way so that one becomes a positive contributor of the society also bhagwan says sveswe karmani abhiratah samsiddhim lavate narah by being totally devoted and dedicated to one's own swabhavik karma one can gain that ultimate state of enlightenment by first becoming free by first making the mind completely pure and still so swa karma nirata siddhim yata yatha vindati tachrunu bhagwan says i will tell you how one can become uh, gain this siddhi of purification of mind and then ultimately that state of enlightenment through our action so the first step is that we should understand what is our swabhav and that swabhav should be expressed through yajna dana tapa karma and this karma also how one should perform what else is required which makes this karma into karma yoga otherwise it is just a karma getting expressed but how it becomes a sadhana how it becomes karma yoga that bhagwan says i will tell you he says in the next verse yata pravrutter bhutanam yena sarvam idam tatam svakarmanatam abhyarcha siddhim vindati manavah yata pravrutter bhutanam yena sarvam idam tatam ha bhagwan says svakarmana tam abhyarcha one has to dedicate one's actions to him who him 
to that Ishvara, who is Ishvara, to that supreme reality, which is indicated here, Yataha Pravruttir Bhutanam, from whom is the origin of all the beings and the activities of all beings. Yataha, from whom Pravruttihi, Utpatti, or the activities of all beings, right from animal, bird, plant, small insect, to the devatas, all beings, entire creation has come from one point, one that supreme reality, and all the ability to act also has come from there, and that supreme reality pervades everything, yena sarvamidam tatam, that which pervades everything. Here Bhagwan doesn't mention the term Ishvara or anything, but he gives the indicator of that Ishvara or that supreme reality. That supreme reality is one from where everything has come into being. It is the origin of all creation, of the entire creation. It is the source of all creation. In the in the Brahma Sutra or even in Bhagavat, it is mentioned yet, uh, that Janmadhyasya Yataha, that supreme reality is that from where the Janma, the creation happens, the sustenance happens, and again everything dissolves into it. That is called the reality. We are aware of this creation, we are aware of our own body, mind, intellect. That supreme is indicated as the source of the entire creation. It is an indicator that it is the source. The source itself cannot be comprehended, but through the, through the effect that cause or that source is indicated. It's like we can see the, the snake on the rope. When we are aware of the snake, we are not aware of the rope. So we are seeing the snake on the rope and we are getting scared. And another wise person comes and tells us that uh, you should uh, look at that rope. I ask, what is that rope? He says that that from where the snake has come, that in which the snake appears to be there, and finally in which the snake will merge, that is the rope. When we see the rope, then the snake merges into the rope as though. Similarly, the Supreme is indicated as the source of the entire creation of every being and from whom one gets the ability to act, pravruttihi. So this is very interesting uh, thing, more, uh, more fine-tuning into uh, the attitude of Karma Yoga. That when we perform this action, it should be as though dedicated, it should be dedicated to that source. And that source is not only outside everywhere pervading, but also within our own heart. Constantly being tuned to that source when we perform our action, dedicating to that source, then that action becomes a karma yoga. So my body acts because of the pranas. If the prana is not there, the body will not act. The pranas function because of the mind. 
If no thoughts are there, then the pranas will also not function. Mind functions because of the intellect which decides. Intellect functions because of the impressions which are there on the basis of which the intellect decides. Impression exists on that pure consciousness only. Without that consciousness, the impressions will also not exist. So that consciousness within, which is the witness of my, all my activities, which is the witness of my waking dream and the deep sleep state, that consciousness is indicated here as the source. So that source can be experienced in our own heart and the source has to be uh, experienced in the whole world as the substratum of the world. So this is the indicator of that supreme reality. It is the origin of everything and it pervades everything. For example, if you see a variety of gold ornaments, and if our attention is only on the ornaments, then we will not be aware of the gold. But when we focus, focus our attention or somebody tells us that all this, whatever various things which have come, all this variety of ornaments are there, the source of that ornament is this gold. And that gold alone pervades all the ornaments or in the ocean also, the source of all the waves and that which pervades the entire ocean is the reality of the ocean and that is water. Similarly, the source of all creation, the source of all beings and that which pervades the entire being is that supreme reality whom we call Ishvara, whom we call Brahma, whom we call Paramatma, whom we call Satya, Atma, variety of Bhagwan, variety of names may be there, but here Bhagwan doesn't give any name, he just gives the indicator that you dedicate your actions to him. See, in, we work in some companies or some factories or organization, at times people don't even know the big boss. There are so many branches are there and you are working in one of the branch and that main person, the topmost boss might be somewhere else only. But some indicate, some photograph or some literature or some material will be there that you are, you know that you are working for that person. Even in our army or navy or uh, our, our air force and all, uh, so they have to like uh, their big boss is uh, who is their big boss? The Rashtrapati. The, uh, from from her or from him, only the uh, order goes. So one may not directly be in touch with that person, but still one knows that one is working for the Rashtrapati. In the same way, one may not be directly tuned, but one should know, keep in mind, that all my actions are for that Supreme, for the very source, for the very, uh, very origin of everything. 
This might require little bit of uh, thinking, little bit of meditation to make it more and more um, perfect. So Bhagavan says, if you act in this way, the mind will start becoming more pure. The mind will become free of all its agitation. And your work will become a sadhana. Then whatever our work according to our nature, so I, uh, some some portion or some proportion of Brahmanatva is there in me. So I, I strive to cultivate the quality of Shama, Dhamma. Then even while cultivating these qualities, I should keep my attention on that source. So it becomes as though the dedication of all this action are unto that source. And even if when I am expressing my qualities of Kshatriya, I should remember the source, that whatever the Kshatriyatva also I have got, it is from that source alone. And it alone is expressing through these qualities. And it is, all these actions are as though dedication to those qualities. So the sense of doership slowly drops. Then the action becomes more and more spontaneous. The action becomes more and more spontaneous. It is like a like, for example, you in the beginning you practice, let us say you are playing golf, you practice the, the drive or the whatever it is called, swing, swing. In your childhood you have other swing, but this golf swing is different. So you practice, but a stage should come when the swing and all should become very spontaneous, it should become very graceful, it should it should become part of the, the club also should become part of your limb only and it should, everything should flow very gracefully and for that one should be able to practice in the beginning but slowly should be able to drop the sense of doership because the sense of doership creates a jerk, creates a, a what you call disturbance in it. Uh, you may say that I don't play golf, so I don't understand this example. Very good example is clicking your photograph. People become supremely tense. Okay? Strange thing happens to them. They are comfortably walking or doing something and all, and suddenly a very amateur photographer will come and keep on... Everyone knows that you are clicking the photograph, then you become tense. Why you become tense? Because you become aware. What you become aware? That I am, I am doing it, I am sitting here. Eh? You, you become conscious of your activity, of your doing it. And also you become little attached to the result. And it makes the whole action non-spontaneous. Similarly, when we perform any action and become conscious that I am the doer, the action becomes non-spontaneous and a non-spontaneous action creates negative impressions in our mind. But as we dedicate our actions to that supreme source, our actions start becoming more and more spontaneous, svabhavajam, svabhavik. First of all, we have to choose the svabhavik action and make it 100% swabhavik. Swabhavik means natural, like the birds flying. 
they don't practice, they don't go to flying school or something. Like the ducks who takes to water, they don't go for swimming classes. If they were human beings, they would have gone. Or if human, uh, what you call, interference is there, then immediately they will go to special classes for swimming. That's what has happened to human beings. We have forgotten our natural, natural uh, ability, spontaneous ability. Then we have classes for everything. Even for smiling, I think there might be classes. How to smile spontaneously. Practice. One, two, three smiles like that. So there are this, all this are swabhavik. Swabhavik means natural. Natural means like breathing. See, our breathing also goes naturally. But when you become aware, then suddenly it starts becoming unnatural. Start becoming little jerky-like. But when you are not aware, it goes on and on, spontaneously. But one can do it, even becoming aware, one should try to retain the spontaneity in it. Then we will know that the beauty of the Swabhavik karma. Similarly, all our karmas, when, they, when we remember the source, when we know that the source itself is making us act, the action happening at the body, mind, level, and the intellect and all is happening because of that source only. Uh, in the bhakti literature, you can use the language as Bhagwan hi sab karvate hai. We are not doing, he only is doing. Uh, Anumanji, when he went to Lanka and did all the work, he said, I did not do, you only did it. I just was an instrument in your hand. So similarly, this dedicating action is like making the body, mind, intellect, instrument in the hands as though of that reality. So when one reaches this, this is a, like a meditation, it's like a practice is required. When we, one reaches this ability, then the mind will become supremely pure. Then anger, jealousy, greed, pride, all those negativities will not come because they, they don't have any place in a spontaneous activity. Non-spontaneous activity alone encourages all this pride and fear and all those things. But in spontaneous activity, those things don't have any place. Like a child playing alone, enjoying, there's no place for uh, what you call pride or ego and all. But when he becomes aware, when another child comes and something happens, then all this other emotion starts coming of competition, of jealousy and all. So, yata pravrattir bhutanam yena sarvam idam tatam. He who pervades, that which pervades the entire creation. I am working for that supreme who is not only in my heart, but is in the heart of all beings. He is pervading not only the living beings, but also the inert objects of this world. So even when I am sitting alone and doing something, I am doing it for that Supreme Lord, who is equally present everywhere. Not that he is more present in a temple, or he is more present in a human being. No, he is equally present 
everywhere. So with that thing in mind, one has to perform one's action. Swakarmana. So our karma should be like his worship. Swakarmana tam abhyarcha. Abhyarcha means you worship. Worship that supreme through your swabhavik spontaneous action. Your living itself is a worship of God. Your spontaneous natural uh, action itself is worship of that Supreme. Need not do anything special. If we attain that type of attitude, then just walking, breathing, talking and expressing our inner, uh, that nature, swabhavik, swabhav, itself is the worship of the Lord. Bhagavan doesn't say that you do this, you do invoke, then you do asan and pranayam, or you, uh, what you call, uh, avahan and uh, padhyam, argyam, and all those things. The steps in puja, they are meant only for initial practice, but ultimately, our living itself is puja of Bhagavan. In fact, the other beings, they are more in tune with puja. An ant or a bird or a fish, just living itself is puja. But living spontaneously, letting the supreme reality express completely through this equipment, without any hindrance from the ego. That is the puja. Ego should not, our sense of I, the sense of doership should not interfere and let the actions happen spontaneously. That is the puja of the Supreme. Svakarmana tamabhyarcha siddhim vindati manavaha. Bhagavan says if one does this, if one attains this, uh, what you call this attitude, while expressing one's vabhavik karma, then that person will attain siddhi. The mind will become pure and ultimately will be able to attain that state of enlightenment. Manavaha, only human beings, they have this opportunity to, to attain that complete state of enlightenment. So, this is very important. So the whole idea about talking about these various uh, uh, varna and the karma is to attain the state of karma yoga. Now some more things Bhagavan says in the next verse. He continues with this karma yoga only. This is karma yoga he is speaking about. Some more points are revealed in the next verse. Shreyan Svadharmo Vigunaha Paradharmat Svanushthitat Svabhavaniyatam Karma Kurvannapnoti Kilvisham Shreyan Svadharmo Vigunaha Paradharmasvanushtitat Svabhavaniyatam Karma Kurvannapnoti Kilbisham One thing Bhagavan is saying here very clearly is that 
स्वधर्म श्रेयान अवर ओन स्वाभाविक कर्म अवर दैट इज इट सेल्फ इज कॉल्ड स्वधर्म इज बेटर देन परफॉर्मिंग समबडी एल्सेस कर्म श्रेयान स्वधर्म विगुण अपनी इवन इफ इट हेज गॉट डिफेक्ट मीन्स इट इज ऑल त्रिगुणात्मिक ओनली सात्विक राजसिक तामसिक फ्रॉम द स्टैंड पॉइंट ऑफ द सुप्रीम रियालिटी द गुणास हैव देर ओन डिफेक्ट्स दे आर नॉट द अल्टिमेट दे आर नॉट द सुप्रीम सो दे हैव देर ओन इंटरनल कॉन्फ्लिक्ट बट भगवान सेज अकॉर्डिंग टू द गुणास वॉट एवर बी योर कर्म that is good for you rather than trying to imitate somebody else paradharmat swanushtitat it is it rather than to take up somebody else's karma paradharma means somebody else's dharma somebody else's karma like suppose i have a, a particular proportion of brahman quality then kshatriya quality then those i should express according to my uh, personal combination rather than imitate others in short one should not imitate others that other can be anybody even your teacher can be anybody even god in his avatar if you try imitating krishna you will have trouble me if you try imitating uh, वट कॉल रामचंद्र जी ऑल्सो वील हैव ट्रबल शिव जी शिव जी ड्रिंक पॉइजन वी कॉन्ट ड्रिंक पॉइजन सो इमिटेटिंग समबडी एल्स दैट समबडी एल्स माइट बी अ ग्रेट पर्सन दैट पर्सन बिकेम ग्रेट बिकॉज ऑफ हिज स्वाभाविक कर्म दैट पर्सन स्वभाव एंड योर स्वभाव मे नॉट बी एक्जैक्टली मैचिंग if it is matching if you are the direct copy of that person then it is different story but which is not possible because no two people are same just like our our fingerprints they are unique so each one of us we are unique so it is best not to imitate anybody but to find our own swabhavik uh, expression of our own karma there may be similarity i am not saying that uh, totally we are different there may be similarities but to imitate is like uh, discarding or disrespecting our own swabhav and trying to act in a different it is not the action itself which is important it is the swabhav which is expressing which is important which will purify our mind it is not particular action which purifies our mind it is the expression of our swabhav which purifies our mind to give a gross example suppose you have overeaten and the stomach upset and all and that fellow vomits and he says ha ah, i am feeling little better other fellow is feeling miserable he goes and checks what he has omitted vomited you cannot vomit the same thing or if you try to imitate it will not help so when we perform our action according to our swabhav it is all our negative tendencies and all getting vomited and getting exhausted 
As our Gurudev used to say, Vasanas get exhausted when we perform our action according to our Svabhav. And each person's Vasanas are different. So by imitating someone, it will not help me. I have to express my own Svabhav. So that is what is very important here. Bhagavan says, Shreyan Svadharmaha, your own dharma. Your dharma doesn't mean religion. No. Because when Bhagavan spoke about this, other religions were not there in the, in the world. This is a direct expression of those times. So Svadharma means your Svaka Dharma, your own dharma your own swabhavic action which was mentioned before, even if you find that it is defective because of the gunas and all, or if it is totally, suppose one is uh, totally shudra action or uh, vaishya action, you will say, oh, this is not good, that uh, brahman action is better or this kshatriya is better. He said, don't worry about better worse. If your swabhav is vaishya, to express your vaishya quality is good for you. To imitate some Brahman quality is bad for you. In the in the Ramayana also we find that uh, our uh, because of some situation, our uh, yeah, the Pashuramji, he was uh, he was born as a Brahman. He was born as a Brahman. But then something happened and he got angry with all the Kshatriyas and he took that Parshu in his hand, the axe, and he decided to uh, kill all those uh, Kshatriyas. So he took up a dharma of a Kshatriya, that, that quality also was there in him. It was also there, but he took it up 100% and started destroying all those Kshatriyas. Later on he came in contact with Bhagavan Ramchandraji face to face and he was very angry with him and he wanted to, but Bhagavan spoke to him and again and again reminded him of his Brahmana quality and told him that you are neglecting it totally, that you drop this axe and all and focus on tapas, I will take over from where you left, I will deal with those all those negative people. Now you drop that X and focus on tapas because you have neglected it and that is making you very restless and he understood. He dropped all his those activities and went for tapas. Even here Arjuna is full of Rajogun and Kshatriya, a more percentage of Kshatriya was there but he also wanted to give up this action and focus on uh, just uh, dropping everything and uh, going into silence or something. Bhagavan says, no, this is not proper. You should fight this war. That is good for you. It is better to express my own tendencies, my own swabhav in a positive way. See, there is, a, as I said, the, the Kshatriya, Vaishya, Brahman and Shudra going bad itself are the negative elements in the society. They are not different from these four Varnas. The four Varnas going bad or getting uh, what you call uh, uh, degenerated or Vikrut itself is the negative elements. 
So we have to understand our swabhav and express it for the welfare of the world as a dedication to that Supreme, as a worship of that Supreme. So paradharmat svanushtitat, rather than imitating somebody else's karma. Bhagavan says svabhava niyatam karma. These are all very deep psychological uh, secrets revealed here. And the more we contemplate, the more you will be able to appreciate the beauty of this. Swabhava niyatam karma kurvan na apnoti kil bisham. Bhagavan says those who perform their action according to their swabhav, they will not incur any sin. They will not incur any sin. Incur any sin means they will not create any negative impressions in their mind. They will not create impressions which will lead to sorrow and pain in future for themselves and for others. Because it is swabhav. It is natural. It is not you are acting or I am acting. It is the gunas which are expressing. They are quite natural, spontaneous. There is no doer there. But when the sense of doership comes, then this good and bad, pap and punni and all arises. But when the swabhavic actions happen, then there is no sense of doer. Doership dissolves there. See again to give an example of your breathing. In your breathing, you don't have the sense of doership. It happens spontaneously, like what we call the involuntary actions. The heartbeat or breathing, it spontaneously it happens. You don't have the sense of, you don't say, oh, a whole day I had to breathe and nobody was there to help me and he was breathing there, I was breathing here. Nothing like that. It is just going on spontaneously. Swabhav it is. What is applicable for breathing is applicable for all our actions. All our actions happen spontaneously by the qualities of the gunas. Guna guneshu vartante iti matvana sajjate in the beginning also we have seen in other chapters that all actions happen according to the qualities expressing uh, through these gunas. Hmm. It is all spontaneous. So Bhagavan says swabhava niyatam karma the karma which is guided by swabhav if they are performed kurvan Na apnoti kilbisham, a person will not incur any sin, will not incur any defect, will not create bondage for oneself. And all the, all the mind will become clear, and when the mind will become clear, the person will be able to recognize himself as he is. We are too busy, what you call, performing action which we are actually not uh, at all required. It's like one person, he was carrying one big load on his head. Huh? And then he boarded a, a train. And he continued with his tokri on his head. Somebody said, hey, why don't you keep it down? He says, no, I want to carry it myself. I don't think this train and all can carry then you will consider that person foolish only. Because whether he keeps it on his head or he keeps it down, the train will carry. But to keep it on our head is like uh, unnecessary causing trouble to ourselves.
similarly to have a strong sense of doership ego which gives rise to pride jealousy anger fear hatred is like carrying our load on our head when it is being done spontaneously by nature by the supreme power in ramayana again there is a description of when hanuman ji goes to lanka tulsidas ji writes that it is like the uh, bhagwan's barn is going to lanka jimi raghu raghupati kar bana as though ramchandra ji has shot one arrow and it is going towards lanka now see if you see a arrow going moving just imagine one arrow is moving you don't know who has shot the arrow you don't know where the arrow is going but you see it moving and you ask the arrow are wow arrow very nice you are so wonderful you are going somewhere and all where are you going the arrow will say why are you asking me ask the one who has shot the arrow where am i going and the strength in the arrow it belongs to the one who shot the arrow that was the attitude in hanuman ji's mind he believed he knew that i am just an instrument in the hands of the lord he only has shot this agni astra so agni astra has gone to lanka it burnt lanka and again came back to ramchandra ji ramchandra ji's arrow is to come back to him after doing its their its work it's come back so this was like a arrow shot by bhagwan he said i am not doing anything he only shot this arrow agni astra vayu putra is agni akashad vayu hu vayur agni hi so that attitude when we have in our action that i am not the doer that i am this just when i express my swabhav then i will not incur any sin it might take its own time to withdraw our sense of doership will take its own time but once it happens then the person action all action becomes spontaneous it has to be followed and experienced to understand what is being said it spontaneously then it's like a what you call like a like a machine like your computer and all so whatever program is there spontaneously it gets expressed there at that particular moment you don't have to do anything it just starts getting expressed similarly our swabhav gets expressed spontaneously and it purifies our mind further bhagwan says sahajam karma kaunteya sadosham api natyajet sarvarambhahi doshena धूमेनाग्निर्वावृता सहजम कर्म कौंतेय सदोषमे भगवान सेज दट हे अर्जुन कि सहजम कर्म कौंतेय दि स्वभाविक कर्म और स्वधर्म इज ऑल्सो कॉल्ड सहज कर्म 
Sahaja means spontaneous, that's what we generally uh, translate. Sahaj also means Saha, which is born with us, means it is when we are born, these karmas are also born. Saha, Sahaja, born, we are born along with this uh, Swabhav, this karma. So it is something which is natural. So Bhagavan says, this natural action, according to your Varna, Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra and the and the proportion, each one has to find out for oneself. The Sahaja Karma, we are born with that Karma. Bhagavan says, though you might find some defect because of the Gunas in them, you should not give up this Sahaja Karma. Sahajam Karma Kaunteya Sadosham Api Natyajet. You should not give up. One is, it is not possible to give up this Karma. But when we try to give up, when we try to resist, then it creates uh, negative impressions within us. So, one should not resist or fight with our Swabhavik Karma, but let it get expressed in the best possible way. It's like the, like the flower, the plant. The plant, uh, is, uh, it, it blooms to give those what you call, ultimately the flowers bloom. A rose is there, ultimately that rose will come out. It is there inside. At the right time and opportunity, the, the rose will bloom. So, it is swabhavik. One cannot suppress. You cannot suppress it. it if you try to suppress or try to uh, use artificial means, then it becomes little defective. Similarly, Bhagavan says, Sahaj karma should not be given up. He kaunteya, O kunti ke putra, O son of kunti, sadoshanapi natyajet. In the, in the beginning also, because this was the main thing which Arjuna was trying to do. In the third chapter also, Bhagavan told him that one should not give up one's karma. One should perform one's karma. Just by giving up karma, you cannot attain the supreme goal. Hmm. And again he said, it is not possible also to give up karma, but unnecessary you will keep fighting and getting agitated. So you let the swabhavik karma gets expressed in the spontaneous. The world is like a stage actually, we are getting the opportunity to express our karma. That is the beauty of this world. That Variety of beings are there and all of them are getting opportunity to, opportunity to express their karma. Recently we had an annual day function in our school, Chinmaya Vidyalay. There are so many students who are studying and in annual day everyone wants to perform. So we gave chance for many students to perform, about 600 or so students performed on the stage. So, almost everyone got a chance to perform. So, they had, uh, they had Krishna Leela, they had uh, so many dance, they had uh, what you call, uh, what you call, playing with those uh, colors and all. And everyone got opportunity to express. Everyone had a place there. If nothing is there, then you can become uh, what you call a cow 
or you can become a tree. Little children actually, they just want to be on the stage. And when they come on the stage, sometimes they don't pay attention to the actual thing happening. They will be looking at their mummy there. What is mummy? They do it. And mummy also will come right in front of the stage to click photograph of. You must have experienced yourself or must have done yourself also. So everyone has got a chance with their part. Similarly, the whole world is like a stage and every one of us, we have our role to play. And it is good, whatever role we have is good for us. So we have to just express it spontaneously. And that spontaneity when we attain, our mind has become pure. That is the sign that our mind has become pure. When action happens and you come to understand that it is happening through you, you are just an instrument, God is our supreme, the reality is working through you. Even when you are thinking, even when you are deciding, it is the Supreme who is working through you. When this attitude or this understanding happens, then the mind will become pure. Hmm. It's like uh, Bhagavan Krishna, he uses this uh, uh, modli. So that modli is like our, our own body, our own self. It has got so many holes. Huh? And it should, uh, like when Bhagwan plays it, he brings out, actually this side it is. He brings out his own music. But if that Murli has got his own music, or it has got its interference, then the, it will be not proper. But it is totally empty, and it just surrenders itself as though in the hands of the Lord. And he plays his music through the Murli. Similarly, each one of us, we, are, we should become like Murli in the hands of Bhagwan. Let him play his music. He knows, he is a great musician. He knows what music is good and how it should be played. We should not interfere. Let him play. And that is what is called spontaneous activity. This is uh, something which is very subtle and it requires understanding and meditation and total attitude, dedication, faith, fearlessness to bring that, this bhava. Hmm. And once it comes, it will be wonderful. So, sahajam karma kaunteya sadosham api natyajet. Bhagavan says that there is no action which, uh, which is uh, from uh, external, from a gross standpoint, if you look at it, every action has got its own defect also. Because they are all expression of the gunas. So gunas are not supreme. They have their own defects. Sattvagun, pure sattvagun is not found. So sattvagun will be mixed with rajogun and tamogun and it will be uh, having its own defects also. So Bhagavan says, that sarvarambhahi doshena dhumena agni iva avrataha. That all actions are associated with some dosha, just as fire is associated with some smoke. Only rare, some absolutely pure fuel, if it is there, then it will not give any smoke. Hmm? And on the streets also, when we use the 
uh, what you call our petrol and all, if it's of high good quality and the engine and everything is good, then it will not produce uh, pollution. But otherwise, it always produces some pollution because when the fire is generated, the 100% the fuel is not burnt or even if it is burnt, it produces some byproduct. So similarly, every action Bhagwan says, it has got some defect. So don't pay attention to that. You just perform your actions vavavik. Sarvarambhahi doshena. Like in, in the animal kingdom also, you will find that some animals are very violent, some are very docile, but that is their swabhav and they have to act in that way only. If you tell the tigers, don't be violent, you be very nice, you have a peace treaty with the deers and all those things, then there will be total chaos in the jungle. So deers will sit on the heads of these tigers and start dancing. And there will be total imbalance in nature. So, it is what is, is happening is good for nature. Similarly, whatever actions, even if you find them little defective, if it is swabhavik karma, you let it get expressed. So, sarvarambhahi doshena dhumena agnihi iva avrutaha. Here, Shankaracharya ji has written a big commentary on this shloka, and then we come to the next. Asakta buddhi sarvatra, jitatma vigatas praha, naishkarmya siddhim parama. Sanyasenadhigachati Asakta buddhisarvatra Jitatma vigatasraha Bhagavan gives the second step which will be attained when we perform our action spontaneously as a worship of the Supreme, one will become asakta buddhihi, will become free from all attachment. Once buddhi, once antakarana, once inner equipment, the mind, intellect and all, will become free from all attachment. Because when the things are happening spontaneously, when we don't have the sense of I and my, then there is no attachment. Attachment is only the sense of I and my. Like things which are happening, like in nature, the clouds are moving spontaneously and all, we don't have any attachment. Little children, sometimes they play and they start owning those, this is mera cloud hai or mera hai. Then if something happens with the clouds, they have fight here on the ground. Clouds may not even know what is happening with the children. Why did you push my cloud? So, but when there is no sense of I and my, clouds do their work and you are also free from all hassles. Similarly, when the actions happen and I don't have the sense of I and my in those actions, 
when I know that it is happening spontaneously, then I become free of attachment. It's very uh, interesting. It's a byproduct of uh, spontaneous action. So, asakta buddhihi sarvatra, at all places, at all times, person attains the state of asakta buddhi, freedom from all attachment. Work happens. It's like the in the Zen there is one nice saying that sitting quietly doing nothing, spring comes and the grass grows. You are just sitting quietly doing nothing. Spring comes and the grass grows. But if we feel that I am doing something, then I will identify with everything. I will feel that I am making the grass grow. I am doing everything. Which is not really true. Because we are also part of this whole game, it means our body-mind. We are not, we don't have individual capacity to do anything like that. It's like the waves moving in the ocean. And one wave saying that, my, my, he is subsidiary wave whom I am the best, I am the leader of all the waves. I am making all these waves dance. Those dancing waves plus this wave who is speaking, all of them are controlled by this ocean, the oceanic currents. How each wave will rise and fall depends on the internal currents of this ocean. If one earthquake somewhere, these waves will start dancing more. Similarly, each one of us are waves in that vast ocean called Ishvara, who is our own self. And individually, if we feel, I am doing this, I am doing that, it's all wrong notion. It's all wrong notion. So, asakta buddhihi, even in Ramayana we find that the whole Ramayana is already written and already done. Before Bhagavan took avatar, already the whole Ramayana was written. In Tulsi Ramayana, Shivji wrote the Ramayana. Tulsi Dharji says, he, uh, he wrote and then he, and he told this Ramayana to Parvati ji. Just like a person writes a drama. Drama was already written and then the, all the actors they come and they enact it. Similarly, the whole drama is already written. We are just enacting our drama without knowing that we are enacting. We have totally got engrossed into it and it is an enaction. When, uh, what you call that, um, Ahalya was cursed, she was cursed to become a stone. So then she was also told that one day Ram Ji will come and when he touches you, you will become free of this curse. That time Ram Ji was not even born, the avatar also had not taken place. So what? What does it mean that Ramchandra's whole yatra was pre-planned? He had to come there. He had to touch with his feet Ahalya and he had to do Ahalya Uddhar. Even in this, you find Bhagwan says in the 11th chapter that, Hey Arjuna, I have already fought this war and everyone is killed. You just do action, action replay. Maya. Hatamidam sarvam. 
यू जस्ट निमित्त मात्रम यू जस्ट बिकम अ निमित्त यू जस्ट होल्ड योर बो एंड ऑल आई हैव ऑलरेडी शॉर्ट डेट पर्सन सो दिस इज वॉट इट इज वन अंडरस्टैंड डीपली एंड विदड्रॉस एंड ड्रॉप्स दिस सेंस ऑफ डुअरशिप एंड अटैच एंड सेंस ऑफ पॉजिशिवनेस then one will become free of that uh, that itself is called freedom from all attachment and this comes when we understand the spontaneity of action the beauty that god alone is acting this has to be experienced deeply not that you just on your lips you one says it it is something which is has to be experienced so asatta buddhihi sarvatra jitatma one becomes uh, one becomes the controller of one's own senses and the mind with senses and mind fully under control vigata spruhaha free from all cravings free from all desires bhagwan says naishkarme siddhim paramam one attains naishkarme siddhi naishkarme siddhi means the state of enlightenment so through karma yoga our mind becomes pure and becomes free from attachment the mind comes under control becomes free of all desires and then one attains the state of enlightenment naishkarma siddhi also called jnana nishtha it's also called state of that uh, sthita pradnya naishkarma siddhi naishkarma means freedom from all karma freedom from karma means the karma happens but you are no longer the doer of the karma you become free from the sense of doership completely karma is happening but i am no longer doing anything see sometimes sometimes our limbs also something moves and all means some people i mean that may be some defect of the body and all but sometimes it happens the certain limb and all unconsciously unknowingly it moves and you also see here it you hila raha hai sir main to nahi hila raha hu suppose you are sitting and suddenly the hand goes and says bye bye to people nahi you will start wondering ye kya ho raha hai i mean just so a uh, uh, realized master also looks at the whole world as a drama even his body and the whole thing is happening it just happening in front of him as a witness he is seeing he is looking at it everything is unfolding in front of him spontaneously spontaneously unfolding in front so naishkarma siddhi uh, abidance in one's own self which is not a doer and uh, one attains that state paramam this is the supreme state of realization and how does he attain sanyasenaadi gacchati ultimately through sanyas through renunciation renunciation of what renunciation of this sense of doership happens when the sense of doership drops the ignorance drops all confusion of the mind drops one attains that state of enlightenment sanyasena adigachati in before also bhagwan said tyage naike hmm what you call tyagat shanti anantaram in the upanishad also it is said 
न कर्मणा न प्रजयाधने न त्यागे नहीं के अमृतत्वमान शुहु दैट ओनली थ्रू त्याग दैट स्टेट ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट इज एटेन सो यर भगवान सेज दैट थ्रू कर्मयोग द माइंड बिकम्स प्योर फ्री फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट माइंड कम्स अंडर कंट्रोल इट बिकम्स क्वाइट एंड सरेन वन बिकम्स फ्री ऑफ ऑल डिजायर्स and then attains and through sanyas means the sense of doership drops off completely and one attains the state of enlightenment nashkarma siddhi all of us can attain this ha huh? is not meant only for arjuna or someone but all of us and it's so scientific and so wonderful and no other you guidance or anything is required if one studies bhagavad gita itself deeply sincerely without taking it for granted our problem is we take things for granted things ne scriptures for granted we feel ha samajh mein aa gaya ha main to bachpan se bahut suna hai i know everything when we have this notion and when we take it for granted we don't think we don't go deep into it we have to think deeply and that there is a flash of lightning the understanding will dawn it's like a like a joke when suppose somebody tells you a good joke and you don't laugh what does it mean either the joke is not good but i said it is a good joke ha huh. then what it it means that it did not click it did not click you cannot say ha ye joke sun liya abhi dusra suna do एंड योर फेस इज सेम अच्छा वो हो गया चलो दूसरा तीसरा अच्छा ये जो कहे अच्छा ठीक दैट इज वॉट इज हैपनिंग टू अस भगवान से समथिंग विच एज अ फ्लैश ऑफ लाइटनिंग इट शुड गिव अस दैट स्टेट ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट विच हाँ ये श्लोक हो गया अभी चलो दूसरा कर लेते सो फॉर दैट यू हैव टू थिंक कंटेम्पलेट एंड देन इट विल शो इट्स इफेक्ट so how one can go from the state of karma yoga to that state of enlightenment bhagwan says there are some steps which i will explain in the next verse he says siddhim prapto yatha brahma siddhim prapto yatha brahma tathapnoti nibodhame समासे नैव कौंतेय निष्ठात्मपरा सिद्धि प्राप्त यथा ब्रह्म तथापनोति निबोधमे सिद्धिम प्राप्त सिद्धि यर मीन्स द प्यूरिटी ऑफ द माइंड विच वन एटेन्स थ्रू कर्मयोग भगवान से इज हैविंग एटेन दिस प्यूरिटी हाउ वन कैन देन कम टू रेकग्नाइज वंस ओन सेल्फ एज ब्रह्म यथा ब्रह्म तथा आपनौति निबोध में यू कम टू यू लिसन टू मी यू अंडरस्टैंड दिस सो अवर साधना इज टू जस्ट प्यूरिफाई द माइंड मेक द माइंड एब्सोल्युटली प्योर एंड दैट एब्सोल्यूट प्यूरिटी ऑफ द माइंड इज एटेन थ्रू कर्मयोग एज इंडिकेटेड हियर एंड दिस कर्मयोग देन वंस इट इज डन 
followed, then then we can gain that right understanding and attain that state of enlightenment. So siddhim praptaha, so that purity of the mind is most important. Purity of the mind means mind free from raga, dvesha, likes and dislikes. Mind free from kama, krodha, lobha, moha, madamatsara. Mind free from all ignorance. Hmm. Then the mind is pure. Pure mind is a peaceful mind. Pure mind is a happy mind. Pure mind is sattvic mind. Pure mind is which doesn't, uh, is used as an instrument. Pure mind is not the boss. It is just an instrument. Just like our mobile. We are the boss, but at times mobile is the boss actually. Mobile has become our boss. Mobile will not follow us. We will follow the mobile. So, pure mind is like a, like an instrument. Whenever it is required, we use it. If not, then we keep it aside. So, siddhim praptaha yatha brahma. So, having attained this siddhi of purity of mind, yatha brahma apnoti. How one can attain that brahma? Attain brahma means recognize ourselves as brahma. It, we are already that Brahma. We don't have to go and attain something. It is not that we are someone and then we have to become Brahma. We are already what what is indicated. We are already that Brahma. In in scripture it is said, Tattvam Asi. Asi means you are that. You are that Supreme. Not that you will become Supreme. Not that you should strive to become one with that Supreme. Nothing like that. You are that. Then what is the problem? Problem is the mind. Problem is the impurities in the mind. Once those impurities get removed, eliminated, then it is, it is very easy to recognize yourself as that Brahma. That, those stages, Bhagavan says, I will reveal to you, Nibodame, you understand it. Samasenaeva kaunteya. Hey kaunteya, briefly I will. Samas means briefly I will tell you. Why briefly? Why not elaborately? It says I have already spoken lots to you. I have told you in detail. Here I will tell you briefly how from karma yoga you can attain the state of enlightenment. Those stages I will tell you. Briefly. Samasenaeva kaunteya. Nishthat Jnana, this is called Jnana Nishtha, abidance in the knowledge that I am Brahma. See, when we listen, like you listen to the Pravachan, when we read and when we listen, we come to recognize, when we come to understand that I am that Brahma, but that abidance is not there. First of all, the conviction is not there. And even if that conviction is not there, is there, abidance might not be there. After some time we forget. Mind is very strong. The, 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 the thoughts and the impressions in the mind are strong. It again takes us back into this samsara. It's like a person who was a, what you call a beggar. And he was a khandani beggar. Means his father was also a beggar and his grandfather was also a very good beggar. And he was, what you call, 
is to sit on a particular uh, uh, what you call a box and bag that was the traditional bagging methods they used to have an ancient box and on that they used to sit he his father and then later so he used to bag one day one mahatma came there and he said you open that box he said no nobody has done my father never opened my grandfather never opened it is against our tradition we should not open we should just sit on the box and bag it is very holy and it is very religious and it is very what you call very lucky mahatma says no you open the box and you will find great khazana in that box so he did not believe but afterwards he he believed in that mahatma he opened that box and there was treasure there great treasure just like sometimes they open the uh, the temple door and all somewhere and the great treasure comes so great treasure was there overnight he became uh, very rich and he bought a big house and car and this and that and very happy with that but at night when he used to dream he used to dream of begging only that he is sitting on the box and begging and during the day also every now and then he should have that urge to sit on the box and beg because that nishtha is not there just suddenly becoming rich but the samskar of being poor for so many generation is there still in the mind like countries actually sometimes we slave mentality if it is there from the past generation it continues for a long time even when the foreign rule is not there and all still sometimes the slave mentality will be there similarly i am a jeeva i am a limited being i am born i die this is a very uh, what you call strong impression is there and when we gain this understanding it will not go immediately one has to get abidance in that understanding that i am brahma so that is called jnana nishtha so samasenaiva kaunteya nishthat jnanasya ya para that parat jnana nishtha how one can gain abidance in that i will tell you briefly so that bhagwan now reveals in the following verses uh, we will see it uh, tomorrow now we will just sit and meditate for some time